Welcome to Get On The Mend from Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center. I'm your host, Melissa Whitfield. We want you to get healthy and stay healthy. So with evidence-based advice from physicians, healthcare providers, and researchers, take charge of your health. Today's guests are Ronica Farrar and Dr. Jeannie Jaramillo-Stamets, who are here to discuss what to do with your unused and expired medications. Thank you all so much for coming on our podcast. Can you please tell me a little bit about yourselves and what you do for the Health Sciences Center? Hi, I'm Ronica Farrar, and I'm the educator for the Texas Panhandle Poison Center. I've been with the Poison Center for 20 years. This is my 20th year. I'm Dr. Jeannie Jaramillo-Stamets, and I'm also with the Texas Panhandle Poison Center. Um, Our Poison Center is actually located within the TTUHSC School of Pharmacy, so we're we're an entity of the Health Sciences Center. Um, I have also been with the Poison Center for 20 years. I'm a pharmacist, and I also teach our students at the pharmacy school. Well, again, thanks for coming on our podcast. Let's Let's start with the questions. All right. Why is it important that we dispose of unused medications? With medication cleanout, our goal is to prevent poisonings, prevent abuse, and prevent misuse while protecting the environment. So getting medications that are no longer uh, needed out of your home can help do those things. We want to prevent those poisonings or abuse or misuse that might happen because medication is in the home that is no longer needed. Elaborate just a little. When we have medications that accumulate in our homes, they are a risk. Um, They're a risk for poisonings, like Ronica just mentioned. And as our kids get older and reach the teenage years and often even the preteen years, They are susceptible to experimentation, and they will often go to the medicine cabinet to experiment. Um, They may hear from friends that um, taking prescription medications is harmful, and they have a misconception that um, because medications are prescribed by physicians, they're safe, um, which is not always the case, especially if they're taken for someone for whom they were not indicated. So they can be a risk for experimentation. Also, our teens are um, very prone to suicidal gestures if if they're um, having mental health issues, have a bad day at school or being bullied or what have you. Sometimes they'll turn to the medicine cabinet just very impulsively. And just those few moments of impulse can lead to a, a death of a child, a teenager, even a young adult. As we get older, the more medicines we we have sitting in our medicine cabinet, the more likely we are to choose the wrong medication. Um, So it can create confusion for us when we get older. We also tend to think, oh, I've got some leftover antibiotic and I don't feel too well, so I'm going to take that now. And that can lead to inappropriate treatment of a condition. So those are all problems that occur when we don't dispose of our medications like we should. So how can we dispose of medications safely? With medication cleanout, you can just bring the medications to us and we'll take care of that for you. Uh, That only happens a couple of times a year in three different locations. So in between those times, there are other sites that you can take medication to, and those can be found by searching for collection site locator with DEA, and you put in your location and find the spot that is 
nearest you. Many pharmacies have take-back boxes now where you can take medications. And then if all of those fail, if you are unable to find a site that you can take your medications to for disposal, then you can go on the FDA website. They have a page that talks about disposal of unused medication and how to do it in a way that is protects people and pets from those medications. So you mix them with things that are not something that people or pets want to get into, like used coffee grounds, and seal them in a bag to put them in the trash. There is a small, uh, short list of medications that the FDA deems uh, dangerous enough that they should be flushed. That is a very short list, and you definitely don't want to use flushing as your first thought for disposal. Is there a charge for a medication cleanout, and what can people expect if they bring if they bring their medications to the event, especially during this time of added precautions? The medication cleanout events are actually funded through our poison center, so there's no charge to the public. Um, the poison center provides the supplies and such that are needed. What happens is a person will pull up in their car. The event is a drive-through, so they don't need to get out. We have a volunteer come to the door. Depending on the timing, with COVID right now, we're not asking survey questions, but at other times we do ask some survey questions that are completely anonymous. Um, and we ask generally if they have any sharps, um, like syringes or needles in their bag. Um, and then we accept that bag of medications for disposal and send them on their way. About how much does the program collect throughout the year? The medication cleanout program has been going for 11 years now. And from inception to date, we've collected almost 60,000 pounds of medications. Um, so you think about the, the weight of a pill um, and then compare that to 60,000 pounds. It's a pretty big number. I like to think of that as perhaps the weight of an RV, of a large RV or motorhome. Um, so it's pretty substantial. Um, when we look at the number of participants who have come and just uh, apply a simple average, it's about three pounds per person um, that we are getting to, uh, to dispose of. How should people prepare the meds for the medication cleanup? That's a great question. Um, certainly, people can prepare knowing that a medication cleanout is coming to their town or to a town near them in the coming months. They could gather the medications that they would like to dispose of. But there's one big caveat with that, and that is that we really want those medications to be kept stored securely until it's time to bring them to us. Don't collect them and leave them in a plastic bag sitting on your countertop um, where someone can get into them accidentally or uh, they could be spilled on the ground if knocked off the counter. Uh, any number of things could happen. Collect the medications, but store them securely. And certainly if you have uh, kids or teens in your home or visiting your home, have those stored out of reach, out of sight, and preferably locked up until it is time to bring the medications to medication cleanout. 
We also ask that people leave those medications in their original containers. It's very important that we're able to to look at the medication and know what's in the bottle um, because we do divide these medications up into those that are controlled substances. Those have to leave with law enforcement at the end of the day. And then the non-controlled substances are the ones that we turn over to the DEA for disposal. Um, So it's important that they leave them in their containers if at all possible. If for some reason they've already poured them out into, let's say, a large baggie, they can still bring them to us. We just ask, we prefer that they be in their containers. Some people do not like their names being on the containers, so they are more than welcome to mark out their name if they would like or to cut it off or scratch it out. That's perfectly acceptable. We just, again, like to be able to see the name of the medication on the bottle. So backtracking a little bit, why can't people just throw their meds in the trash or dispose them or flush them down the toilet? So if people throw their medications into the trash, um, they are accessible to children, also to pets or wildlife. Um, So that's a danger. It's a risk. Also, with our landfills in West Texas, um, the liners tend to be pretty aged. And so these items can eventually leach through the landfill liners and end up in the water system. Um, And that can affect water quality. It can also affect our aquatic animals. Um, The same thing with flushing or putting them down a drain. Um, Those medications can also end up in the water system. So for those reasons, we do not recommend flushing them down the toilet or washing them down the drain, unless they are on that very small list of items from the FDA where they want them immediately out of the home. Um, And again, those are located on the FDA website for drug disposal. This medication cleanout, is it just for expired meds or prescription meds? What about over-the-counter? You can absolutely bring us any meds that you have, uh, whether they're expired, not expired, prescription, over-the-counter. If they're for your pets, if they're veterinarian medications, you can bring us those meds and we will safely dispose of them for you. So what are some things that people can do to prevent accumulating a large amount of unneeded or expired meds? As a pharmacist, I'll take this one. (laughs) Yes, that's a good question for you, So there are many things that people can do to prevent the accumulation of medications in their homes. Um, One of those is to really consider their mail order service. So if they're receiving medications through mail order and they're on an auto refill process, often they will continue to receive medication well past when they need it. Um, So if that's the case, they need to make sure they're going into their system for their medications and make sure they turn it off if they no longer need the medication. Um, What we see at our events is people will bring in four, five, six full containers of medications that were never touched. Um, So we need them to make sure that they don't continue to receive mail order medications um, when they no longer need them. Also, when you go to the store and they have a two-for-one sale on your Pepto-Bismol or your acetaminophen, um, consider whether or not you can reasonably use that amount of medication before it expires. Um, Sometimes we get sucked into those good deals and bargains, and we can't possibly use that amount of medication prior to expiring. Um, So we ask people just to limit the amount of medication they bring into their homes. Um, Consider one-month supplies of medications instead of getting the three-month supply, particularly if it's a brand-new medication to you. 
you may try it and find that you don't tolerate it or that it doesn't work for you. And if you have a three month supply already that sits in your medicine cabinet and is a risk for poisoning or abuse. Um, so get a one month supply for that first um, time. Don't get a large supply. Don't go automatically to mail order where you're going to get a large supply sent to you until you know you're going to tolerate that medication. What do you do with the medications you collect at medication cleanout? So we actually partner with the Drug Enforcement Administration and um, we will gather all of the items and then the DEA comes and picks those up, typically for incineration. If they are not able to pick them up from us, um, the controlled substances, again, like narcotics would go with the police and the police destroy those. The non-narcotics or non-controls, we would actually have one of our medical waste vendors come and pick up and take for disposal. And our preference there is, again, to have those incinerated. As Jeannie talked about, getting rid of the medications as soon as you can is ideal. One of the questions that we have on our surveys when we're doing surveys and we're not doing them right now because of COVID, but when we are, one of the questions is, what would you have done with the medications if medication cleanout didn't exist? And the number one answer by far is just hold on to them, just keep them. And that's not what uh, is safest. That's not what is best for preventing poisonings, misuse, and abuse. We want to get those out of the home. We've got medications. Uh, what's the what's the earliest medication that we've gotten in the 50s? Probably. Yeah. Well, you know, the old ones didn't have dates on them, so it's really right. hard for us to tell. Um, and one other thing, Melissa, that might be a good, you know, to, to attract people's attention is there's, there's an ongoing increase in suicidal gestures in our youth. Um, up to the age of 19, um, and many of them choose the medicine cabinet or medications as a, a method for a suicidal gesture. Um, it's tragic. We'll have 14-year-old, 15-year-olds that, that get into the medicine cabinet and take medications and die. Um, so it's really, really important that we get the message out to get these items out of your medicine cabinet. You may think that they are not toxic, that they're not going to be dangerous, but sometimes even medications for arthritis can be deadly. Um, there are even cough medications that um, are very deadly if they're chewed rather than swallowed. So even the items that people might think are safe can, can be completely dangerous to kids. So um, we just recommend they go ahead and get them out. That's yet another reason not to buy those uh, 500 tablet bottles that you can get at your big box stores the less medication available, uh, the less risk. Is there anything else y'all would like to add? So the dates of our upcoming medication cleanouts and the locations, we're going to be in Lubbock. The date is March 20th for that event. And the address is 3601 4th Street. That is at the Physician's Medical Pavilion located adjacent to UMC. So 3601 4th Street, Physicians Medical Pavilion on March 20th. We're going to be in Abilene on April 10th. And the address for that is 1674 Pine Street. That's at the TTU HSC School of Nursing. And then we will be in Amarillo on April 24th. 
And the address for that is 1300 South Coulter. That's at the TTU HSC campus in Amarillo, right across the street from Northwest Texas Hospital. The times are 10 to 2, and those addresses and dates are on our website. On our website, you can also sign up for a reminder, and you'll get just a couple of emails a year. I send those out. We're not going to spam you, and we don't sell your email address or anything like that, but you can sign up for a reminder, and I'll send you an email before the events uh, happen uh, with the dates for all three locations, once in the spring and once in the fall. And what's that web address? It's www.medicationcleanout.com, medicationcleanout.com. Another important thing, Ronica mentioned the DEA's locator service. If someone has missed the medication cleanout and needs to dispose of their medications, um, they can do one of a couple of things. At first, many pharmacies now have the kiosks that she mentioned within the pharmacy um, for disposal. So some of your Walgreens, um, usually the 24-hour stores and the CVS um, pharmacies generally will have a disposal kiosk so they can check there. Um, If that's not available, the website for the DEA is takebackday.dea.gov. And they just scroll down to collection site locator, type in their zip code, and it will tell them where the the closest um, disposal site is. We do encourage people to get rid of the medications as soon as possible. So we don't particularly want people to hold on to the medicines until the next medication clean out. Um, We would rather them go ahead and get those items out of their homes as quickly as possible so they can immediately reduce the risk of poisoning um, and abuse. Um, That's really important for our communities. Could you repeat the DEA website? There was a bit of a glitch on my end and you kind of broke up. That's all right. I'm out in the country, so it's probably on my end. It's takebackday.dea.gov. Great. Thank you. Well, ladies, thank you so much for coming on our podcast and telling us all about medication cleanout and the possible harm and the, the ways we can get dispose of them properly. Well, we just really appreciate you covering it, getting helping us to get the word out for us, and we'll be in Lubbock. Gosh, less than a month now. Again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and telling us about medication cleanout and pointing out all these other resources so we can dispose of our meds. All right. Thank you, Melissa. Thanks for listening to Get On The Mend. If you like what you've heard, please feel free to share this podcast with your friends and family. This information is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Always seek immediate medical advice from your physician or your healthcare provider for questions regarding your health or medical condition. (music)